Hello, everyone, and welcome to From Tip to Tail, a podcast dedicated to animal welfare. This podcast is sponsored by Cuddly. Cuddly is the only crowdfunding platform built specifically for animal welfare organizations worldwide. I'm Bridget. And I'm Sydney. We've spent years working with animal rescues and have seen such amazing innovation, strength, and heart. Having this personal connection with rescuers has made us more informed, grateful, and inspired. We hope by giving you an inside look, you will be too. Just a few weeks ago, Cuddly attended the Best Friends National Conference in Raleigh, North Carolina, and it was so amazing. We know though that so many weren't able to be present, and so we decided to bring on the team that went so they could talk about their experiences, any travel and conference recommendations they might have for you all, and of course, their favorite parts about the conference. If you like this episode, be sure to click that subscribe button to listen in on similar stories. Other than that, let's get started. Hey, ladies of Cuddly. I'm so excited that we're able to pull you all together. I know we all had an amazing trip. By now, it was a few weeks ago at the Best Friends National Conference 2022. I'm so excited to get all your insights into what was great, what could be improved upon, and in general, how you like North Carolina. Before we jump into all the topics, I want to be able to highlight each and every one of you on this call. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, including myself. So Sam Marmion, do you want to start off and introduce us to your team here? Yeah, I have a couple of my senior fundraising consultants on the call, Sydney and Emily. Hi. Hi. And then we have a few more FCs on the call as well. We have Veronica. Hi. Tate. Hello. And Sam number two. Hey. For anyone who doesn't know, my co-host Sydney is also a senior fundraising consultant, so you may recognize her voice from every other episode. But the rest, we have a bunch of newcomers, so we're super excited to hear from them. I know we're always looking to improve our team and to learn more about what's going on in animal welfare today see what people are struggling with. And certainly it's been a while since we could all come together after a rough pandemic. It's kind of hard to communicate sometimes, but it's a really wonderful time to do that at a conference. So we always attend Best Friends National Conference. So to start off, I'll start with some seasoned pros here because we've been going to this conference for several years now. It has to be at least six or seven years that we've gone to it. With that in mind, let's start with you, Sydney. Can you tell us, how did you like this conference in compared to conferences past? Or what, what do you feel like was a little bit different for you? I do think with this conference in particular, I mean, Best Friends National Conference has been I think, virtual for the past few years. So this was the first time that they had something where we could physically go. It was a bit smaller, I think, than I was used to in, in prior times. But So many people showed up. I think in past ones too, I'm a really big fan of the exhibit hall hours because that's the point in time where we can connect with other shelters and other animal welfare organizations and meet them face-to-face. I've never really been super into like the workshops. With Best Friends though, one workshop in particular, I loved and I'm still thinking about it to this day and I want to buy this man's books. His name is Scott Stratton. He did one of the sort of general welcome speaking sort of parts. He spoke about, you know, collaboration and themes in leadership and how innovation does not have 
an age requirement and how anybody can sort of have a word and, and a say in what is going to improve animal welfare. And it really, really stuck with me. So I honestly say the workshops and the sessions, particularly his, were my favorite part of this year's conference. Yeah, I think that's a great takeaway. With any other industry, you would assume, yes, you need fresh blood coming in all the time. But I feel like so much is based off like know-how and experience, which honestly, animal welfaring, I feel like every day is different. So experience is wonderful. It really is. But also having those fresh minds come in and to think outside the box, I feel like is so important. That's something that we really value is like (laughs) having people who live on TikTok, having a kind of a fresh take is so important. And it really does propel animal welfare into the present, um, not even into the future. Because I feel like in so many organizations, it is still in the past. I liked that a lot. And we've spoken to so many rescues and shelters in the past. It's like, you don't have to have done animal welfare for years to do animal welfare right or correct or well. You can come into it and you can have a great idea and it can really be something you roll with and you can change your organization for the better for it. Definitely. Well, Sam, I know you are the leader of this whole group. So do you want to introduce yourself and tell us how you liked the conference a little bit and what was your takeaway? Yeah. My name is Sam. I'm the director of rescue partnerships here at Cudley. Um, And I kind of lead our fundraising consultant team and manage our partnerships on the rescue side. I really liked Best Friends. Um, Like Sydney mentioned, it has been virtual the past couple of years. So I don't think it's been as fun or impactful as it was pre-COVID. Just a takeaway that I personally took was just getting to talk to, you know, so many of these people from the organizations and learning about what their life is like within their organization kind of now that we're coming out of the, I know we're not fully out of the pandemic, but we're inching towards that post-pandemic life. And just, you know, I see it on my newsfeed all the time that so many rescues are struggling, but I think hearing about it in person was just, it gave me just like a different outlook and it was much more impactful and it made me want to help that much more. We're definitely still in the pandemic because if you can hear me right now, I think a a few of us on this call have been taken down by COVID. And then first conference post not having an in-person conference is what I mean. Absolutely. I think that is always so great. You can't beat the energy, right? I feel like that's one of the the funnest parts about conferences is being face-to-face with someone and just hyping them up and having them hype you up is so fun. Now time for the hot seat, Emily. Emily, (laughs) tell me, I know you've been to some conferences in a limited way. They're not always flying across the country. (laughs) They're not always in the most humid state in (laughs) the world. I mean, truly. So how is your whole overall experience? How does it feel to kind of be part of the team working together? What were your big takeaways? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I went to a best friends conference quite a while ago, I think when I was just a wee little intern at Cuddly. So probably back in 2017, 2018 in Los Angeles and coming back now and being a full-time employee working here for almost two years now, full-time and kind of having that time to compare and see the differences and how much things have changed during that time. I know when we went to the one in Los Angeles, you know, we weren't able to have a booth. There weren't really booths that you can, people can come and stop by and really learn about us. And so having that now, this time to really like 
have our place where people could come visit us, sit with us, learn about us. We could give them demos. We could show them what we did and just have that personal face-to-face connection and really get to know these people. You know, I feel like the people that I met in the rescue world at this conference this time, I feel really connected to. I feel like we already have a relationship. We already have this kind of almost friendship of, I really want to help you. And I want to understand what I can do to, you know, make your life easier as you go on this journey, basically. That's such a great point. When you have just workshop after workshop, I feel like a lot of times you get like overwhelmed by information. I know a few of us on this call are this way where it's like, let's have a conversation. Let's get my hands on a computer so I can like get into it myself. And that's how we learn best. Can you maybe explain a little bit more about why you think the exhibit hall is so great and maybe what opportunities it provides people? Because I know it's it's more than just us and like people trying to sell you things. It's all these big name organizations, right? hundred mm-hmm. percent. Everybody's there for one reason. We're all here to be a part of, you know, the rescue world, saving animals, giving these animals a second chance at life. And we are all have the same goals and motives. So when you put all these people in a room together and you're all, it's just a really powerful thing. And everybody wants to help other people. And it's, you know, the other vendors that are there, the other exhibitors that are there, we're all working together. You know, we all want the same thing in the end. And so it also gives us an opportunity to learn about all these other things that exist out there that maybe we didn't know about that could also help us and help our rescue partners. So we're given more opportunity to just expand our knowledge on this and give other people more opportunities to help them throughout their rescue journey and things like that. Such a great point. I know a few of us got to connect with shelters that we had been chatting to for years. And even just being able to have that personal setting, they were able to tell us some of their pain points and opportunities that they were going through. And it really did open some doors that otherwise probably would have just stayed shut, slam shut. (laughs) Exactly. It's one thing, you know, when you're going back and forth over email, but when you finally get to talk to that person, you know, right face to face, you can, you can make that real connection. Absolutely. All right, Veronica. Hi, how you doing? Veronica, you've been to a few conferences over the years. I mean, quite a few at this point, traveling around, kind of talking to people. This is your, your first one back kind of shaking off the cobwebs. Yeah. I remember one year we went, just Bridget and I, I think it was like 13 conferences in one year. And it was a a wild ride, but we did it. (laughs) We definitely learned the ropes about traveling with signs and meeting people and keeping our connections and networking. It was a lot, but yeah, I guess I'd have to agree with Sydney. You know, the first conference back after COVID was a little bit smaller, but I feel like there still was a lot of attendees, which was great because that's, you know, who we are trying to help. And we got to connect with a lot of new organizations who we um, haven't spoke to before and kind of tell them about us. And since we dialed in all of the traveling, we got to give out like a little more swag this year than we ever had before. And I feel like they were all appreciative of that. It's been exciting. It's good to be back. <laughs> yeah. I know we've changed a lot since we used to travel as a company. So I'm wondering, 
how did it feel to be cuddly? I don't even want to call it 2.0. It's got to be like 5.0 at this point. Like (laughs) (laughs) it felt good, especially like those rescues that you were talking about in shelters who have been working with us and they just come running to the booth like, oh my God, I finally get to meet you in person. And you're just like, hey, it's it just it's a weird feeling because you've been working for so long, but you never actually met. So it's really awesome to get to connect like in person. Definitely. I know it is a big expense for a lot of organizations to be able to go to these conferences. So just from your takeaway, do you feel like it's beneficial for organizations to take a time out and go to a conference? Or do you feel like, I know a lot of organizations, they do the thing where they send one person and they're like, and then you'll be our Yoda. You come back and you teach us everything that you've learned, which feels like a lot of pressure for one person. I definitely, I I think it's a good idea to attend if you have the means, but like some of my organizations that I was reaching out to before I left, they were just excited to use me as a resource as well. If you can't send one person or even research online to see if they've posted any of like the seminars or um, the speakers, um, definitely you can reach out to us and we're happy to share all of the knowledge that we gain from it. I'd like to say real quick, some of my rescues too were really excited to hear that we were going to like, I can't wait to hear about all the talks that you go to. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to learn from yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. I got that a lot too. Oh my gosh. So you guys are some rescues Yoda is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is a lot of pressure. Especially when you're like, okay, now I have to talk to 25 organizations. <laughs> exactly. But no, I love that because then you've absorbed all this information and you can tailor it to each of them and say, you know, what was a takeaway that I think would be really pertinent to you is A, B, and C. So that's great. We are headed out on a little summer break for the month of August. We will be right back as soon as September begins with a bunch of amazing other episodes. But in the meantime, we do have plenty of other episodes hundreds, in fact, of amazing animal rescuers doing amazing work. So please check out those old episodes and we will see you in September. Tate, you're jumping right in. I was going to put you on the hot seat and apparently you're you're raring to go. I love putting myself on the hot seat. <laughs> I think we all know that by now. I just wanted to say like with Emily, what Emily was saying, the camaraderie. This was my first best friends conference. I'm not a seasoned veteran, but the camaraderie there, everybody really wants to lift each other up, whether they're a small rescue or a big rescue. And they really give everybody an option. So like some of the workshops we went to were for social media and marketing, and they really like had it on all different levels for each organization. So if you didn't know how to use TikTok, they still ran through it. And even if you did, they... Uh, expanded on ways, you know, that you can use it with your organization if you already have a following. It kind of was cool to just see them walk you through every portion of how they can help you succeed as a rescue. And I thought that was really special and really important. So important. Um, I think that's a great point. Even the lifting up, I feel like so many times rescue work is in a bubble and people are just killing themselves to like stay up all night save the animal, take him to the vet to charge up your credit card. So taking that time out to 
be like, hey, we're all rooting for you and come together and kind of replenish that part of you that is like, hey, you're not alone. (laughs) I think that's a great takeaway just in itself outside of all the amazing business tools and skills that they offer. Oh yeah, absolutely. They weren't just trying to sell you something, you know, they were there for, for you to learn. And going back to just being at our booth, I did talk to a lot of people where it was like, they're in every moment, they were that Yoda coming to the booth and that, but they were in crisis still dealing with things back at home. It was hard to see them go through that, but also very rewarding to say like, Hey, let me help you. I can help you in any way that I possibly can. So it developed more of an intimate relationship with them to tell them like, Hey, we're here for you. We're not, there's nothing wrong. We can help you. Definitely. Sam S I've saved you as the cherry on top. I know it was your, your first conference as well. And I think we all saw a side of you that we never anticipated. You're so outgoing and competitive And definitely, I mean, I just saw you at points, you were standing outside of workshops, throwing your card out to people. Um, (laughs) So I I feel like you had your, uh, I don't know, eagle eye going or something, something was happening. So tell us, how did you like your, your very first conference and what were some takeaways that you had? Yeah, it was really fun going. And just as some other people have mentioned, to get to meet the people that we're talking to every day on Facebook, on email, but then actually seeing them face-to-face was a whole new experience. And I think in terms of competitiveness or eagerness, I think it was just because I so strongly believe in what we're doing and I've seen it help so many people in their rescues that it was more so like, I just want to help everybody that we can and trying to kind of spread the word and seeing the progress that we have helped rescues me and kind of just wanting to spread the love and share everything that we can and do everything that we can to help them. I think so often in animal welfare, we are only thinking about the animals. And I think something that's really special about what we do is we're also thinking about the people behind it and the people that are doing this on top of their full-time job. They're working all day and then working all night as well. So it was really great to kind of meet those people and connect on that personal level of saying like, we're here for the animals, but we're also here for you because you need help too. Such, such a great point. That's amazing. Okay. So let's talk about travel tips next year. Is there anything anyone wants to say about next year? I'm going to do something different. Tate, I saw your hand up. I don't know if this is appropriate or not. I guess it depends on the state and the heat. Yes, it depends on the state and the heat because my hair was not prepared for that humid weather, nor was my attire. <laughs> Pack socks. Pack socks. It rains in the middle of summer. It does. In other states. <laughs> Anyone else want to throw in some, even just conference-wise, like, I'm going to do this differently next time? It's not conference-wise, but when you're traveling, wear slip-on shoes that can go on and off easily. TSA makes you take off your shoes, and then you got to tie it. That was honestly the, <laughs> that's such like a, a first-world problem, that that was like my, my one thing that I hated doing the whole trip. But wear slip-on shoes and wear comfortable ones because you're walking a lot and you're standing at, you know, exhibit hall hours very long and comfort is key. Definitely. Sam, 
Is there anything that you even just learned from other, oh, Veronica, you want to jump in? Even something that you learned previously that you're like, I learned it and it made my trip so much better this time. For me, I I guess it would be um, going a little more digital with like my contacts because when we first started, we would do like handwritten sheets of everyone we spoke to. And now it's more like, okay, signing people up with iPads because it just will help me like contact them when we get back and just being a little more dialed in on getting, make sure that the relationships you built, you can follow up with easily and just being more efficient. I think that's something I've experienced where you come home and you have this tote bag full of business cards and you're like, I have no idea who I spoke to anymore. So even I think in the moment, just like writing something down to say, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm at the conference with you and this is what we need to follow up on, I think can go such a long way. Because otherwise, at the end, I'm like, I guess all these business cards just get shoved in a drawer for a while until I... I was even like taking selfies with some people and like taking pictures of their name tag. Like, we are going to be friends. We're not going to forget each other. I did the name tag thing. That yeah. definitely helped. Take, ask people to take pictures of their name tag. <laughs> Emily? I was going to jump in and just say that I definitely agree. I think I definitely tried to make it a point that immediately when, you know, exhibit hall hours ended that I was going back to my room and sending that email right away, sending that message, sending that text, you know, whatever the communication was so that I could immediately get that connection going and we could start right away because exactly. It's like, you know, we go to these conferences and then you come home after this really long weekend and you're tired and all these rescue people have to jump right back into their crazy busy lives. And, you know, you sort of lose that momentum. So even for future, I think setting up computers to where we could have people sign up and get their accounts started right there in that moment. So everything is hitting the ground running and we can start helping these people right away and get them, you know, the assistance and, you know, whatever it is they they need. Great point. I'm going to jump in here with my own tip and say, as the only person in this entire group that came back and got COVID, I'm going to say, I'm going to recommend everyone bring like emergency or something because clearly I got run down and got tackled while the rest of you remain standing, you beautiful, youthful people here. So I'm going to say that. Remember your vitamins. Remember to bring in a little extra boost. Maybe grab a green juice one day. Hey, you never know what kind of a difference it'll make. Sam, I know it was your first time, Sam S. But is there anything that you feel like you're like, next time I'm totally going to do this? I would say make sure you have easy access to coffee always. And then also, yeah, just making sure that in the moment when you're talking to people, like Emily said, try to form that connection as fully as possible. Because when people do go back to their regular lives, that regular life is a busy one and a stressful one. So if you can kind of get what you need in the moment, then we can just like hit the ground running and seamlessly go off. I will say to piggybacking off that, whenever you are making that immediate connection, I'd say for future tip for anybody who's going to these conferences and making these connections, please keep in mind that when people are traveling back and getting back to their own lives, so many things can get missed. So follow-up is key. You know, those immediate connections that you're reaching out to they may not get back to you within that day. They may not get back to you within that week because they're, they're getting back home and they're settling and they're 
I mean, if you're anything like us, you miss two days and I swear you come back to a month's worth of work of things that you missed. So making sure to follow up with people and staying consistent with your follow-up is going to be key and making sure those connections secrete. I agree. You know, there's rescues that a lot of us have reached out to for months, years even. And, you know, when you finally get that response, many times they're so thankful that you continued to follow up and that you continued to try to make that connection because they may be seeing all your emails, but in that moment, they either don't have the time, don't have the resources to, or just anybody to respond. But once they do have that, and you are still continuing to reach out and show that you really do want to help these people in these organizations, it means a lot to them. And it means a lot for the relationship that you create with them. Absolutely. That's such a great point too, because I know, especially after you leave so many of these conferences, you're getting like spammed from some organizations. Like, I don't know if you're spinning a wheel or what's happening, but it's like, you're, you're getting a lot of emails. So I know for me, I end up accidentally deleting emails sometimes that I'm like, I didn't mean to, I just was mass cleaning up all my emails and missed one. I think these are all such great points. Sam, Marmion, is there any final tip that you would say that you nailed this time? Or, okay, I'm going to say your tip for you because I think it has to do with food. Always research where to go eat in advance so that you can get the best places, right? Yeah. And make reservations so you're not stuck on the patio in the pouring down rain. (laughs) I mean, it's an experience. You've become a pro at, I think, giving us some regional flavor to every conference we go to, right? We got to try the biscuits and gravy. We have to go try the, what are, what were they? The Boiled peanuts. Boiled peanuts. Love boiled peanuts. I was a first timer and I'm like obsessed. Me too. I need them again. So if you know how to make them. Danette. Yeah, we need Danette, our other fundraising consultant. She's from the South. So she can make them for us. Yes. (laughs) Anything else, Sam? Or did I nail it? Um, no, I mean, I just, I'm really proud of everyone, of how hard they worked. Um, I think we made a lot of great connections that are going to turn into and blossom into great partnerships. Um, and anyone listening to this, if, you know, you had a chance to come by our booth, if you didn't, regardless, you know, we'd love to help you and don't hesitate to reach out to us so that we can partner and help you save more lives. Definitely. This is just one of several conferences that we send our team to. So even if your fundraising consultant isn't on this podcast, rest assured, they are getting the information that comes from the conferences and we're making sure that they have all the tools to make you as successful as possible. Ladies, thank you so much. I know you all have a month's worth of work that you came back to. So I'm going to let you get back to it. Thanks so much for joining us though. Thank Thank you, you, Bridget. We're so proud to feature some of the many voices here at Cuddly. We know that they're here to be a resource for you and other animal welfare organizations. So please don't hesitate to reach out if you do have any questions or looking to learn a little bit more about any opportunity. And you can check in on some of our amazing individuals by going to our blog. And as always, remember to rate, like, and subscribe to this podcast and be sure to follow Cuddly on all social media accounts at We Love Cuddly. That's C-U-D-D-L-Y. Thanks, guys.